1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Radio for Real Life with Sean Lazaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas, a church that exists to help people just like you find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. And That's what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we continue in a series that started on Easter Sunday called Awake. Did you know that God is working in ways you could never imagine? Even in those tough situations, God is at work all around you. Our assignment is to find out what God is doing and get on board. Pastor Sean picks up in 1 Peter chapter 3 and part 2 of this message called Awake to What God is Doing. You can follow along with the notes and discussion questions for your own Bible study on the sermon page as seen at reallife.org. It's time for Radio for
2: Real Life. Flip over in your Bible to 1 Peter 3 and we'll pick up at verse 8 because he wraps up this part of the conversation and he says this way, finally... All of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. We could all say, excellent. Easier said than done, but excellent. Do not repay evil with evil in a world full of evil. Do not repay insult with insults in a world full of insults. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. And now he's quoting, he's quoting from Psalm 34. He says, for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Why? For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. That is 1 Peter 3 verse 12. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. How can you say honor the emperor? How can you say just love? How can you say don't return evil for evil or insult for insult? How can you say that in this world that we live in? He says, well, I can say it because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. His ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Some of you need to memorize this verse. And good news, he's quoting from Psalm 34. So if you memorize this, you're actually memorizing two verses. So you're kind of getting leverage right there, right? Okay, so that's good. But seriously, some, this is why we should see the world differently, right there. And Peter's talking to people under Nero, persecuted, alone, hanging on by a thread. And he's telling them, you can live for Christ. You can win. You can be overcomers. Because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. He sees you. His ears are attentive to your prayers. He's listening. But the face of the Lord is against those who are evil. You mean they're not going to win? You mean they're not going to have the final day? Not when the face of the Lord is against them. See, if you're taking notes, I want you to write something down. The resurrected life awakens me to see God at work all around me. This series is called Awake. And one of the things we need to wake up to is the fact that God is at work all around us. The resurrected life awakens me to see God at work all around me. Everywhere we go, we need to awaken to the presence of the Lord. His spirit is everywhere. You know that, right? That's what omnipresence means. It's not like God is somewhere, you know, obviously in the Bible belt somewhere, but we don't know where. And, you know, he kind of moves through like a tour. No, he's omnipresent. He is here right now. The presence of the Lord is here. Did you know tomorrow when you're going to work instead of just going, oh, God, why, God, do you punish me this way? How could you do this to me, this godless environment? Instead of that, you can walk in tomorrow into the office, into the plant, into wherever you work and say, God is here and you will be actually empirically accurate and right. He is there. And that should change things. That should change how you see things. That should change how you perceive everything around. You see, God's Spirit is everywhere. His fingerprints are everywhere. One of the sad things, that's why the scripture over and over says, wake up, you're missing it. We miss the handprint, the fingerprint of God on people, on circumstances, on culture. We talk about eyes of faith. Eyes of faith are those eyes that kind of see the world and they see everything here and they know it's all real. They know this material stuff is real. They're not denying it, but they also see that it's not all that's real. Eyes of faith see everything that's happening in light of the reality of God's presence and the conviction of his power. It's like, oh, that looks different. Yes, that is a bummer of a situation. I'm not lying. I'm not in denial here. That is a bummer of a situation. That's pretty crummy. But it's not all I see because I look up and, oh, but God's here. And that situation doesn't get to have the final word. That person doesn't get to have the final word. How different the world looks when you see it through the lens of his abiding presence, when you look through eyes of faith. Right here this morning, I want to challenge us. Stop thinking like what we see is all there is. Because it's not. If, any the, if we believe any of this, what we see is not all there is. What we read in the paper is not all there is. I, I don't care if it's, it's fake news. Okay, There's fake news out there. You know that? A lot of fake news. A lot of fake news. I don't care if you can get down to the real news. Okay, it's hard, Get have got to sift through, but you can find it. This is actually what happened. Not what the writer wanted me to believe by putting it in the headline and putting it in the first four paragraphs. You've got to read down farther. Maybe the best thing is just to read the last paragraph first. But you'll find real news. This is what actually happened. Do you know the real news is not the only news? Because God is there. Stop thinking and acting like what we see is all that's there. Stop acting like everything we hear is all that's there. Every report, every story. It's not. Stop responding like the forces around us will have the final word. They won't. The resurrected life awakens me to see God at work all around me, and it is an awesome thing when you can see what he's doing. It changes you. couple observations that we want to make. One, God is at work all over the world. Do you know that? God is at work all over the world. Lives are being changed. He is turning the world upside down. Now, you may not know that. Because in our culture, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like we're on the decline. It feels like, boy, nobody believes anymore. It it feels so different from what it did 20 and 30 years ago. It's like, it feels like we're losing. Well, you got to understand, there were two news stories that came out on the same day, February 3rd, 2016. And it was this weird, funny twist. One was from... The Wall Street Journal, the other was from NPR. And it tells us a little bit about what's going on in the world. The first story tells us that Deepak Chopra, the Hindu holistic health expert, author of 84 books, spent three days leading a workshop for MBA students at Columbia Business School in Manhattan. This is according to the Wall Street Journal. They said this, roughly 65 students sat in silent meditation, Eyes, eyes closed, their smartphones and laptops stashed out of sight. The affable spiritual guide of Oprah Winfrey, Lady Gaga, and Ariana Huffington, among others, told students this, bring your awareness into your heart, ask who am I? Then he invoked the Hindu goddesses, Hindu goddesses featuring a band of urban yogis and asked students to diagram their soul profile. This is Columbia Business School, okay? What's fascinating is on the same day npr reported this story the other end of the planet largely hindu nation of nepal christianity and church planning are both exploding npr noted this it said now nepal has one of the fastest growing christian populations in the world hindu nation According to the national census, the Christian population has grown from zero in 1951. There was no discernible presence of Christians in 1951, according to their census. Zero in 1951. To 458 Christians in Nepal by 1961. So, in that decade, somebody did something. Somewhere God brought somebody, the word got out, and now there are 500, almost 500, believers in 1961 but that number has grown to 102,000 as of 2001 and more than 375,000 a decade later. That's like New Testament stuff. Isn't that that awesome? That's one nation. But we don't hear about that. We don't know that CNN is never going to tell you that. You know that, right? In good news today, Christianity is raging in Nepal. That's not going to happen. In fact, global missions, it feels like it's completely flipped upside down. Completely massive changes. A few examples. Global shift in Christianity missions. Christianity Today reported that 85% of the members of Yale University, listen to this, this is pretty cool, 85% of their chapter of Campus Crusade for Christ are Asian. Whereas the university's Buddhist meditation meetings are almost exclusively attended by white students. God bless us. The World Christian Encyclopedia recorded that more Anglican Christians worship in Nigeria in any given week than all the Episcopal and Anglican churches in Europe and North America combined. Examination of world Christian trends revealed there are now more evangelical Christians in Nepal than in Spain. It's true. The historic William Carey Memorial Church in Leicester, England, is now a Hindu temple. While the church in India, the traditional home of Hinduism, now sends out over 41,000 cross-cultural missionaries. China can now boast the fastest growing church in the world with an estimated 16,500 new Christians every day. Is that incredible? Now, wait a minute. Which one of these nations had the most optimistic outlook? I don't remember. Was it? Oh, yeah, it was China. That's right. I think the presence of God changed the way you see the world. Today, there are nearly half a billion Christians who are crossing cultural boundaries with the gospel from the majority world. In other words, they're coming to us. Each week, 15,000 missionaries, mostly from Africa and Asia, are evangelizing communities in Great Britain. Who'd have thought? And see, the thing is, we can sit and go, oh my gosh, the faith is losing, the faith is losing. No, it's not. Something is happening. Something is changing in America, North America and Western Europe. That's true. But the gospel is exploding everywhere else in the world.
1: And let's take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro, the senior pastor of River City Community Church, in this message called Awake to What God is Doing, which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org. Just look for the series called Awake, where there you can even watch a video podcast of this message and series. And if you're looking for a new church home,
2: God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And now the conclusion to the message, Awake to what God is doing. This is Radio for Real Life.
2: God is at work all over the world. It's just true. But the news is never going to tell us that. See, we need to understand something. God is so big. He is working all over the world. He's working all over your world, and you don't even know it. Do you know God can work through seemingly godless people? God could work through your boss. You're like, no, he couldn't. Mm, my boss is the direct descendant of Satan himself. It's <laughs> discernible and you can trace it. It's amazing. He has a little chart on his office wall. Satan, and here's me, you know. <laughs> but you might, you might think, no, 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 there's no way God could work through that person or that person in the neighborhood who's constantly a pain. God can do whatever he wants. Look what God did through Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel. I think God even reached Nebuchadnezzar changed him if you read the book of daniel all throughout history god can work through everyone's because remember he's god the world leaders aren't he's god god can work through seemingly godless situations as well things that you you might look at and go go this can't be of god and, and just i just want to say you don't know what can be or can't be you don't know we need to be people who develop eyes of faith people who start looking at situations and go god what, what what are you doing what are you saying here We need to look at these circumstances, these people, with with God clearly in the center of our vision and the possibilities that are available because of his presence. Don't be afraid. In fact, when you get discouraged, remember what he's done in the past. It's one of the great ways to go, yeah, but this looked hopeless in history, but look what God did. How many times did it look like a nation was going to just be lost or or people was going to be lost or the church was going to be lost, and yet... Look what God did. It's like, wow. God is amazing. Look what the writer of Psalm 83, remember what he said? Remember he talked about the different ones or are enemies and said, God, why are you silent? This one's against us. This one's against us. This one is against your people. Look at the rest of the Psalm. I'm going to pick up now at verse 9. First word, very important. It probably should have gone with the previous part, but I wanted you to have it here and just stop about it. This, This word, Selah, it's a little insertion to stop and think about it. Stop and think about it. You read that. You read all these things happening going against us, and then he says, Selah. Wait a minute, pause. He was having a little pity party, a little negative fest. And this word, Selah, means stop, pause. And he goes on. He says, deal with them, God. Remember, he's talking to God. Deal with them as Midian. As with Sisera and Jabin at the torrent of Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became as dung for the ground. In other words, others came against you, God, but you kind of fixed that. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb and all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, let us possess for ourselves the pastures of God. Oh my God, make them like a whirling dust, like chafe before the wind. Like fire that burns the forest and like a flame that sets the mountain on fire. So pursue them with your tempest. Terrify them with your storm. Fill their faces with dishonor that they may seek your name, O Lord. Wait a minute, can we pray like that? Those aren't very nice prayers. Well, they are. Because look at how it ends. Go back. So pursue them with your tempest. Terrify them with your storm. It's like, wow, that's a mean believer. Fill their faces with dishonor that they may seek your name, O Lord. Oh. Sometimes for the haughty, the high and mighty, the best thing in the world is for them to be brought low. Not for their ultimate destruction, but so that they might humble themselves, so that those who have a heart to do so would humble themselves and see the Lord. Because look at what he says. Let them be ashamed and dismayed forever. Let them be humiliated and perish, that they may listen, that they may know that you alone, whose name is the Lord, are the most high over all the earth. That they may know that, yeah, doesn't matter. You're God. Look what you've done in the past. Want them to know that you are the most high over all the earth. You see, sometimes that discipline is so powerful. Just remembering what God has done in the past. You should make sure and do some research. Globally, what has God done? What situations looked hopeless, but something happened? God did something. I'm telling you, one of the things I'm excited about with our Israel trip that we're taking Taking, beginning of November, taking a group over there. Would love to have any of you guys come with us. You can just email me at pastorshawn at Israel has seen so much hardship and so much miraculous intervention of God. The story of God preserving his people is truly amazing on the stage of world history. And to actually go and be at those sites and see them and dig deeper into the history. It's going to be an awesome trip. And one of the things I look forward to just experiencing is the places where God did miracle after miracle after miracle and seeing them with a richer depth because of actually being there. That's a powerful practice, just going through and doing an inventory and saying, remember what you did, God. Oh, I remember this, I remember this, I remember this. Remember what God has done. See, the resurrected life awakens me to see that God is at work all around me. Your eyes open? Are you seeing it? Second thing, God is working in people in ways you can't imagine. God is working in people in ways that you can't imagine. Do you know no one is kind of just neutral? God's already been at work in them. That's what the scripture says. God's already been at work in them. John 16, 7 through 11 says, But I tell you the truth, this is Jesus. He says, It's to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And listen, and he, when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin. This isn't talking about the church. This isn't talking about believers. He does that. We know that. But he's saying, unbelievers, I will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the father and you'll no longer see me. And concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. Do you know he's already at work in people? We we tend to get weird when it comes, and especially in this culture now, it is so bad. And we Christians are taking the bait. I want to challenge you not to. We look there's us and them, man, us and them. And it's usually a political divide, man. We are we are split politically. And we look at people on the other side as they're the enemy, they're wrong, they're dangerous. And it happens both ways. And, and what we need to understand is, do you know that there are people who are just dead wrong? There are people who are hurtful. There are people who are hateful. Do you know God is convicting them? And he's working them. He loves them and he wants to see them redeemed. But what you need to understand is he's working in them. God may put something in your heart to go talk to somebody, say something like, oh God, I can't, I'll just be rejected. Da, 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 da. Tom, uh, yesterday, from Oak Hills, told a great story about a neighbor who was afraid to ask something. Finally, did, and the guy goes, "Oh yeah! In fact, just the other day, my wife and I were saying," and he said he felt silly because he'd been real negative, like, "Oh, they don't—they're not interested in that—they're not interested." In that. Turns out God had been working in him. Turns out God had been doing something. Before you say, "God, I could never." Pray for that person or tell them I'm going to pray for them. Or, God, I could never go and invite them to that. Or I could never reach out to them. I could never do something kind for them. I could never, because they wouldn't understand. They wouldn't, they wouldn't. You don't know what's going on in their heart. You don't know what God's been doing. God is at work in every person. He is convicting. He is calling them. There is something in them that knows they were made for something more. And it is working with his spirit And as we cooperate with the Spirit, it'll be working with you. We need to understand every single person. So that situation at work, that person who drives you insane, who your prayer has been, God, strike them, smite them. It's time for a good old-fashioned smiting. Instead of praying that, you might start praying, God, I don't know what you're doing in them, but help me to be a part of that. God, show them your presence. Show them who you are. Reveal yourself to them. Because that's what he's doing. You know, we talked about it yesterday at the conference. We talked about reaching your neighbors, reaching your coworkers. It's so different when you understand that God has already been at work, he loves them. And sometimes, if we'll just show up and love, it's amazing what God will do because he's already been laying groundwork, he's already been sowing seeds. And that's the thing about the resurrected life. It awakens me to see that God is at work all around me. I don't want us to miss it. Last thing. Our assignment is to find out what God is doing and get on board. See, this is where the rubber meets the road. This is why it's so important that we know what God is doing. Because our assignment is to find out what God is doing and get on board. Problem is, we spend so much time trying to get God on board with what I'm doing. God, I know what's right in this situation. Here's what I'm praying. If you'll fix them, Lord... You know, in your marriage, God, if you'll fix my wife, if you'll make her more like me, everything will be perfect. Those of you who know Lori and I are like, I can't believe you even said that. But, you know, we would never say it quite like like that, but it's like, Lord, fix them. If you'll fix them, then everything will be all right. And, And maybe it'd be more productive if we stopped and said, God, what are you doing in them? What are you trying to accomplish in them? Parents, we sometimes get so worked up with our kids and worrying about, what's this going to mean for their future? I'm so worried about this. They're embarrassing me. What is this, a reflection on me? And all these different things. We get all these weird things going into our kids. What if instead we just said, God, I don't understand what's going on with my kid right now. What are you doing in them? What do you want to see for them? What is your agenda for them? And how can I participate in what you're doing? What a difference. See, God's got something going on with every person at your work, in your neighborhood, in your family. And what if we stopped and said, God, what are you doing in them, and how can I be a part of that? Now, that's powerful leverage. Instead of saying, God, I want to see this, this is wrong, so fix this, fix this, fix this. You know, and you can kind of tell our prayer times, you know, if our prayer time is all, God, do this, do this, do this, do this. Okay, thanks, let me know when it's done, and then I'll have a new list for you, God. If if that's kind of the, the agenda, maybe you're treating God a little more like a the genie in a bottle than like the creator who's at work everywhere and who invites us to join him in life-transforming, world-changing mission if we'll just make ourselves available. I, I want to challenge us. The resurrected life awakens me to see that God is at work all around me. Start looking for what God is doing, really. As you read the news, instead of just getting mad, Lord, what are you doing there? God, what should I be seeing? Some of it will break your heart. I'm not saying it's, it's all you know, good news. It's not. We live in a broken, sinful world. But it changes when we say, God, what is your heart for this? What are you doing? What are you going to do through this? What do you want to do? That's, cool. That's how we develop eyes of faith. We start looking at situations, at people, at circumstances through the lens of God's presence and his power, his ability to make a difference that's where we begin to walk as people in hope and optimism, a a righteous hope and optimism. Because our hope and optimism is in what God's doing and what he's always done. Open your eyes. See what the Lord's doing.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Radio for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message called Awake to What God is Doing, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org.